And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Streaming live on iHeartRadio and available on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes. And get in touch with the show. My email address is RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com. And we've got a voicemail set up at 772-245-0750. Leave your questions or comments and we might use your call on the show. That number again, 772-245-0750. And we've got a lot to get to today. We're going to bring you up to date on the latest developments on the uh, fake impeachment proceedings that Nancy and Adam Schiff have got going on in the House of Representatives. We'll bring you up to date on the latest developments uh, in the uh, attempt by the mainstream Democrats to smear Tulsi Gabbard by labeling her a tool of Vladimir Putin. Um, We're going to look at the situation with uh, the Doral Country Club being uh, the host for the next G7. The president, as you probably know, has withdrawn that offer now because of the freakout in Washington, D.C., uh, we'll talk about Pierre Delecto, Rom- uh, Mitt Romney's alter ego. Uh, while we're uh, getting to that, I want you to think about what Pierre Delecto means in French. Uh, Beto O'Rourke went on with uh, Al Sharpton <clears throat> and talked about Gorbel's big lie. And uh, while he was talking about uh, the big lie, he told many, many big lies, whoppers. And we'll take a look at that. And, uh, and we'll ask whether or not you think it's a good idea that Megyn Kelly come back to Fox News. I've got a take on that that uh, might surprise you. But uh, we're in the, what, fourth or fifth day now of this uh, smear campaign that uh, CNN and the New York Times and now Hillary Clinton have uh, launched to try to uh, to take down Tulsi Gabbard by accusing her of being a a tool of Vladimir Putin, uh, Hillary and the Democrats see Russians. They see Russians everywhere. They're really making Joseph McCarthy look like a piker. Anybody that disagrees with them now is uh, immediately labeled as a tool of Vladimir Putin and a Russian asset. And uh, in particular, the harpies over at the View which is, um, you know, one of these shows at uh, 10 a.m. in the morning to sort of caters to idle people uh, that are both at home and not busy doing anything except for sitting on front of the TV watching these um, these unhinged women spew their uh, their venom and uh, and watching you know uh, plaintiffs attorney uh, attorney ads. Uh, for uh, while they waste away their morning. And, uh, of course, the leader of the Harpies over there is Joy Behar. And one of the things you got to realize about The View is it uh, it has a big audience, and uh, despite the fact that most of the people that watch it are worthless, they all get to vote. 
And The View has a big audience. And it's run by the NBC News Division. Can you imagine that? Have you ever watched what goes on on The View and realized that the news division at NBC News or at the NBC Network runs that show? So they were, uh, of course, you know, when Hillary came out uh, accusing Tulsi Gabbard of being a Russian asset, she um, she didn't sit still for it. She hit back hard, and now all of the lefties in the media are mobilizing to try to defend Hillary Clinton and rehabilitate her um, her image after Tulsi Gabbard just savaged her, just with a few short words, just distilled and crystallized everything that uh, Hillary Clinton represents and everything that's wrong with the Democrat Party. So they took this uh, this cause up on The View yesterday morning, and, uh, and here's what it sounded like. She might not, because she's also a Russian uh, asset. Oh. So most people say she's clearly talking about candidate Tulsi Gabbard, and some other candidates are defending Tulsi getting called out like this. So what did you think when you heard that? I mean, for me, honestly, you know, I mean, Hillary's been dead on with so many things. She told us about Russia. She told us about the probable interference during the debate. She was secretary of state. She has deep knowledge about world issues. I, I thought, where's the lie? So that's old Sonny Hoshton. I don't know where she came from or why she was on the show. Uh, but she is can be depended upon uh, to defend the Democrats no matter how ridiculous she sounds and uh, that's a prime example right there hillary was right she says hillary has deep knowledge says sonny houston hillary has been right about so many things like let's think about that hillary was right about iraq no hillary was completely 180 degrees wrong about iraq when it was perfectly predictable what the outcome would be was Libya was uh, Hillary right about Libya and her uh, her initiative to unseat Muammar Gaddafi and unleash uh, a civil war in that country that has resulted in it being a launching pad for the uh, the mass migration of Africa to Europe was she right about the Ukraine where her State Department worked with the CIA and George Soros to engineer a coup and overturn a duly elected government, which, of course, led predictably to Russia re-annexing the Crimea to protect its access to the sea. Oh, let's think. Was Hillary right about Russiagate, where she <clears throat> she contracted with a foreign spy in order to produce a fake opposition research document against Donald Trump using Russian assets. Was she right about that? Was she, oh, was she right about Wisconsin or Michigan and, and her lock that she thought she had on the upper Midwest that was going to deliver her into the White House? Was she right about that? Or how about in this latest incident? Was Hillary Clinton right to smear Tulsi Gabbard? 
Was she right in being so tone deaf as to accuse a, a combat veteran of being a Russian asset? Looks to me like it backfired on her pretty big because uh, Tulsi Gabbard is not the type of person you want to take on with some smears like that. And as I said on yesterday's show, as a result, Hillary Clinton has been now and forever branded the queen of warmongers, the embodiment of corruption, and the personification of rot in the Democrat Party. They could put that epitaph on Hillary Clinton's gravestone, and it would be perfectly accurate. No. <laughs> Hillary Clinton hasn't been right about anything, as near as I can tell. She's been wrong on each and every big issue. Was she right to sell 20% of Americans' uranium reserves to the Russians in exchange for hundreds of millions of dollars of contributions to her slush fund foundation? I wouldn't say that that was right. Back to this clip. You know, I've often said that Tulsi um, is sort of the Trojan horse in this. I mean, she's polling only at 1.2 percent, um, yet she's still in the race. You have her uh, being touted by people like Fox um, Fox News personalities like um, Tucker Carlson. She's she endorsed. is the, she's endorsed by, you know, by sort of the Russians. David Duke. David. Well, David, David Duke. She's she endorsed by David Duke. Renounced that. But she's never renounced the the. Russian support. There have been about 20 Russian <laughs> websites that have supported her mm-hmm. since she's announced her, her run for the presidency. So they, they always come up with this thing. Oh, look how she's supported by the, uh, uh, they support her. So she must believe in their cause. Well, you know who else David Duke in, uh, uh, endorsed AOC. No, I'm sorry. Ilhan Omar. David Duke said Ilhan Omar was the most powerful voice in the uh, in the Congress because she came out with these anti-Semitic statements. They pick and choose, but people don't have any control over who endorses them. Not, the question is not who endorses them, but who they endorse. And certainly Tulsi Gabbard has... No tolerance or sympathies for the likes of David Duke. And she started out that uh, that part of the clip where she's saying uh, Tulsi Gabbard's only polling at 1.5%. So why in the world would Hillary Clinton be stupid enough to go after her? Why would you raise her profile? And that's what this has done. I'll bet you that the next time polling comes out, Tulsi Gabbard will be approaching about 5% or more, probably even more. Because even Democrats recognize that everything Tulsi Gabbard said in response about Hillary Clinton being a warmonger, corrupt, and emblematic of the rot in the Democrat Party is exactly dead on. Pleaded back and called Hillary a warmonger. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's just not do anything for me she hasn't oh she called hillary a warmonger that doesn't do anything for me joy behar nbc news they ought to be ashamed of themselves it doesn't do anything for me well obviously if you're if you've got the blood of iraq 
in Libya and the Ukraine on your hands, then yes, indeed, you're a warmonger. Denied it. She hasn't said anything in her tweets. How dare you? That's outrageous. Of course I'm not. She didn't say that. Mm -hmm. She's just going after Hillary. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's just going after Hillary. And she doesn't deny it. She didn't go after Hillary, you dolt. Hillary went after her, and she responded. You're poor, poor Hillary. And this has become a reoccurring theme. Oh, she didn't deny it, so it must be true. She didn't deny it because it's so absurd on its face that you don't dignify it with a response. Of course, Tulsi Gabbard is not a Russian asset. You're telling me that 16 years ago she joined the Army National Guard and wormed her way into the Congress, what's been seven or eight years ago, in order to advance the cause of Vladimir Putin and has gone to war in Iraq? to just burnish her resume. She's been a decorated combat field medic. The best of what you could hope for out of an American citizen. In that clip, I'm not going to play any more of it because quite frankly, I can't take it. (laughs) Uh, Behar tries to get in a a little plug that uh, Hillary Clinton's been exonerated from the email scandal because the State Department found that they could not prove intent. Well, you don't have to prove intent. The uh, Espionage Act uh, just talks about negligence, and if you put a private server in your basement and conduct official business with classified information on it, that is the definition of of, uh, negligence. And they found over 100 violations of that. Now, the deep state bureaucrats in the uh, State Department are going to cover their butts, and they're going to cover Hillary Clinton's butt because she is a fellow traveler, but she was not exonerated. They just determined that they could not prove intent. And the Department of Justice has yet to weigh in on this. There was a, I, I mentioned that the, the big talking point is uh, Tulsi is obviously guilty because she hasn't denied it, and they, uh, they pursued that line over at MSNBC as well. One thing that was interesting about Tulsi Gabbard's response, I mean, she went after Hillary Clinton. She was strong. She said that she wasn't going to run as a third-party candidate. She never denied being a Russian asset. That was the one asset that was missing from her response, which you think that would be the first, you know, in the first line or two. It was not there. When Hillary Clinton says there's a Russian asset, doesn't say anybody's name, and Tulsi Gabbard goes, how dare you call me a Russian asset? I mean, you know, this is- oh, they think that's hilarious. I mean, these are this is the quality of people they put on their air over at NBC. She didn't have to name her outright. The uh, CNN and the New York Times had speared, uh, had, had spent the previous week smearing Tulsi Gabbard, and Hillary Clinton was basically mouthing the same talking points. To her great credit. Uh, Crystal Ball, who is uh, now, she left SNBC, good for her, and went over to the Hill. She takes sort of a, a contrarian view on uh, on matters from the left side of the political spectrum, but she was appearing on CNN with Brian Steltler and pushing back on this, this absurdity that uh, Tulsi Gabbard is a Russian tool. 
another Clinton-related story, but now that's yeah. Hillary Clinton versus Tulsi Gabbard. Clinton suggesting on a podcast that Tulsi Gabbard is somehow a Russian agent or something. Now, this seems to me, Crystal, and I know you support, you're, you're a fan of Tulsi Gabbard, feels like a disinformation situation look, where the Russians want this kind of disinformation out there. You mean like from the Hillary Clinton side? I mean, look, whether you're a fan of Tulsi Gabbard or not, there is zero evidence that she is some Russian plant. And I think it just makes the whole Russian conspiracy thing look absurd, that it's gone this far, that you would, as Hillary Clinton, a major figure in the Democratic establishment to this day, baselessly smear an American veteran who served in the Iraq War as a medic and still serves in the Hawaii Army National Guard as a being groomed by Vladimir Putin. I mean, that's disgusting and absurd. I just I'm not going to play Stelter's response because uh, it'll make your head hurt. But uh, you have to ask yourself, why are they so afraid of Tulsi Gabbard? She's polling at 1.5%. And I'll tell you why, because they're afraid that she's going to get traction and, and her candidacy will snowball because she is, more than any other candidate in the field, calling out the Democrat Party on its incompetence and its corruption. Tulsi Gabbard is actually doing the job of a congressman. She's representing all of her constituents, trying to unite people, bring them back together. Yes, she is a, a liberal in the old sense of the word. But I don't think old poor Tulsi realizes just how rotten the Democrat Party has become. If she did, she would leave it because they will never allow the Democrat Party to return to a party of the people representing working people. Those days are gone. The Democrat Party now is uh, is a a parasite, a a blight on the United States. But Tulsi nailed it. Queen of the warmongers, embodiment of corruption and personification of the rot in the Democrat Party. we got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Mojo. Between prepping ingredients, setting the table, and planning your tomorrow, sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to see how Voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more. So I kind of got behind the curve on the uh, on the Doral story, and the president has already withdrawn his offer to uh, host the the next G seven there uh, f- uh, at no cost or at no profit to himself. And uh, I had a lot to say about that, but uh, the news cycle sort of overtook me on yesterday's show, and now the president has already withdrawn that offer because. Not only were the uh, lunatic Democrats uh, up in arms about it, but so were people in his own party. And I understand that, you know, on its, its surface, it uh, it looks like it could be self-dealing, especially if you've already bought into the, the notion that this president, who doesn't even take a salary for himself, is, uh, is somehow, you know, corrupt and self-dealing. But the truth of the matter is, Doral was the perfect venue to hold the G7. Yeah, I know it's hot in Miami, 
in June. A lot of people still travel to Miami in the summertime to, uh, to enjoy the heat. But all of those buildings are air-conditioned, I promise you. But it was, uh, it was the perfect venue. It was close to Miami Airport, a big international airport. Uh, I think it's just a few miles away. It would have been easy to get to. There are, I think, 10 or 12 separate buildings, each sort of its own self-contained um, conference center that would have been perfect for you know the G7 and G8 if Trump uh, decides to buck the establishment and go ahead and bring Russia back into the G, uh, the G8, the G7, G8, the industrialized nations, and still have a couple of buildings left over for logistics and for you know the security and all of that. And as I mentioned, you know Trump had offered it at no cost. Now nobody believes him. They uh, they threw they threw a fit just insisting that Donald Trump was going to get rich off of this, despite the fact that he said that he would do it at cost. He actually even said at one point he would do it free. He would take a loss. That didn't satisfy them. They said, oh, but he he will get the free advertisement. But uh, Trump has withdrawn the offer to try to placate the nervous Nellies uh, in the Republican Senate. And yesterday during a uh, a a uh, cabinet meeting, he he sort of summarized and defended his decision. Thank you very much. Doral, Doral was a very simple situation. I own a property in Florida. I was going to do it at no cost or give it free if I got a ruling because there's a question as to whether or not you're allowed to give it because it's like a contribution to a country. I'd have to get a ruling. But I would have given it for nothing. It's a lot of, a lot of money I would have given away. Like I give away my salary. I give away my salary. It's, I guess, close to $450,000. I give it away. Nobody ever said he gives away a salary. Now it comes up because of this. But I give away my presidential salary. They say that no other president has done it. I'm surprised, to be honest with you. They actually say that George Washington may, may have been the only other president to do But see whether or not Obama gave up his salary. See whether or not uh, all of the other uh, of your favorites give up their salary. The answer is no. They say it's the only one. They think George Washington did, but uh, they say no other. So I give up. It's a lot of money, $450,000. A lot of money. Close to. And I give that up. So I have a place that's in the best location. I'm very good at real estate. Very, very good. Much better than you even understand. When you see my financials, which I'll give at the right time, you'll say, man, he was much better than we even thought. But I'm very good at real estate. There's Miami. This facility, everybody would have had their own building. Everybody in the G7 would have had their own building. It was so good. Florida loved it. They love economic development. It's it's not because it's a, it's a beautiful place. It's new. It's been totally rebuilt. It's new. Everything's good. It's got massive meeting rooms. The Dems just couldn't have it. The Republicans were scared of the optics. It would have it would have been fine. I don't think it would have been a violation of the emoluments if they had had the the um, the whole thing audited to make sure that he wasn't making money off of it. Old Joy Behar was over at MSNBC. During a White House conference yesterday, Big Mouth Mick Mulvaney <laughs> said that the next G7 summit will be held at Trump's own Doral Resort in Miami, which Democrats say is the most brazen example of corruption yet. So, is he a cornered rat who's going to grab all the cash he can before he jumps ship? That's NBC News. That's what NBC News has become. Their spokesperson 
and high-profile host, Joy Behar. Got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Between prepping ingredients, setting the table, and planning your tomorrow, sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to see how Voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Clinton said, just like she did with Tulsi Gabbard, just like she did with Jill Stein. She said, Jill Stein is a Russian asset. No, I don't know Jill Stein. I know her as an environmentalist, okay, and probably a good woman. The last thing she is is a Russian asset. I don't know Tulsi Gabbard, but I know one thing. She's not an asset of Russia. Mm-hmm. These people are sick. There's something wrong with them. I'll show you this. <laughs> I, 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 I wonder like sometimes if, if the Democrats uh, studied the uh, effect that Joseph McCarthy had when he was uh, accusing people of being uh, tools of the Soviet Union. And in fact, he was right on a few points. Um, There were some uh, communist sympathizers burrowed deep inside the State Department, and Hollywood was a hotbed of them. It was Ronald Reagan and John Wayne that actually ran out a bunch of those those, uh, communist sympathizers in Hollywood. But um, if if you oppose the Democrats at this point, their knee-jerk reaction is to accuse you of being a, a tool of Vladimir Putin. So in, in that uh, that cabinet meeting that the president had yesterday, uh, he went on and on. And I, I, I got to tell you, uh, he is a long-winded uh, bloviator. <laughs> you don't have a cabinet meeting in order to hold a press conference and make all your cabinet secretaries sit there uh, and waste their time listening to it. But uh, he makes good points. And one of the points he made yesterday is that the Democrats – for all of their flaws, and uh, you know they are anti-American, self-dealing, power-hungry lunatics at this point. The president pointed out that uh, they've got two things going for them. First, is they they stick together, and second, they can be uh, vicious to their opponents. And he really points out the fact that uh, in most of these fights, the GOP is going to lose. Now, they're winning in the Trump era because Donald Trump is the head of the party. But you can see why 
in uh, in their response to this latest impeachment effort, the GOP has a history of of being the loyal opposition and losing almost every one of these important battles because they just don't fight as hard or as hard. They don't uh, they don't stay united like the Democrats do. You've got a core mostly in the House: Jim Jordan, Devin Nunes, Matt Gaetz. Um, that that defend the president and defend the party. But over in the Senate, other than Ted Cruz, they all run for cover. And which is kind of odd because in the Senate, they, they have the freedom because they only stand for election every six years to uh, to take some risks in defense of the president, but they, they won't do it. And I've been saying for the longest time that uh, this president is uh, may be removed from office if that trial comes over to the Senate because I think that these uh, these senators are more concerned about the coverage that they get in the New York Times and the Washington Post than they are on actually being in the majority. You got Lindsey Graham over there who blows with the wind. I should have mentioned Rand Paul also. He uh, he's a staunch defender of the president, but Rand, uh, but uh, Lindsey Graham absolutely blows with the wind. One day he'll come on there just slamming the president. The next he'll, he'll he'll come on there defending the president. Very schizophrenic in his approach. And you'll also notice that um, despite making assurances repeatedly that when he became chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee that he was going to dig into the Spygate scandal, he has held at, to this date no hearings, has called no witnesses, has raised not a finger to get to the bottom of it. Why wouldn't you call John Brennan up before that committee and ask, under oath, did you launch the uh, the counterintelligence investigation into the Trump campaign in 2016? Were you responsible for running foreign agents at this campaign and infiltrating their campaign with undercover operatives? What involvement did you have in the whole uh, uh, development of the dossier? Did you coordinate with British intelligence to try to prevent Donald Trump from becoming president? That would put Brennan on the spot. He would either have to answer on um, on penalty of perjury, he'd have to answer truthfully, or he'd have to expose himself to uh, to you know actually being prosecuted. But yeah, he, the the president may. In fact, <clears throat> get removed uh, in the Senate if, if this goes over there. I said that uh, probably two months ago. Nobody believed it at the time, but now uh, even uh, you know the mainstream media are starting to realize that there could be 20 GOP senators in the Senate that would vote to remove, remove the president because they're so weak and so concerned about what the mainstream media thinks about them. I have very little doubt that if uh, it goes to a trial in the Senate that there will be a majority that will vote to remove the president, and from then on they'll declare that his presidency is illegitimate. And that would, in fact, hurt his reelection campaign. Now, if they just vote to impeach him in the House and then uh, um, you know a majority of the Senate voted not to remove him, then the president would go on to a landslide victory in 2020. But if uh, if there's a, a, 
a substantial majority in the Senate to remove him, but not rising to the two-thirds majority needed to actually remove him, that would hurt Donald Trump's re-election campaign. I think that's why the Democrats are dragging their feet now. They want to they want to push this past the upcoming holiday season and have this trial in the Senate right during the middle of this uh, re-election campaign because they've got no strong candidates that can beat Donald Trump otherwise. So I've got some clips here that sort of uh, bring you up to date on what's going on with Adam Schiff's uh, attempted impeachment coup in the House of Representatives. This first one is uh, Jim Jordan, who is one of the president's strongest defenders and and most articulate. Your expectations for that vote this evening? I should set this up. They're talking about, uh, Jim Jordan's talking about this motion that uh, Andy Biggs, Representative Andy Biggs, raised uh, to censure Adam Schiff for repeatedly lying, misrepresenting, uh, and what looks like coordinating with the so-called whistleblower on this latest impeachment effort. Well, we'll see. I mean, I assume the Democrats will vote uh, against it and, and Republicans will vote uh, for it. But let's let's get back to the start here. Look, this is an unfair partisan process being run by Speaker Pelosi and Adam Schiff trying to impeach the president of the United States 13 months before an election based on an anonymous whistleblower with no firsthand knowledge, who's biased against the president, who worked with Joe Biden, who did a memo the day after the phone call between President Trump and President Zelensko. And in that memo, the whistleblower says, oh, this was scary, this was frightening, what happened on the call, and yet he waits 18 days before he files a complaint. And what's the first thing he does in that 18-day time frame? runs off and sees Adam Schiff's staff. And Adam Schiff doesn't tell us that his staff met with the whistleblower and now is running this impeachment process in behind closed doors in the basement of the Capitol that no one in America gets to see. That is the problem, and that's why the resolution, the censor resolution, is being brought to the floor. And that is why this is an impeachment coup. They're doing it in secret. They're trying to overturn the will of the American electorate behind closed doors. And they're doing this because this whistleblower is uh, is part of the conspiracy, the same conspiracy that Adam Schiff is advancing. We now know about the whistleblower that, one, he is a CIA agent. Now, he is not a operative. He's an analyst. And so uh, there's no reason that uh, his identity shouldn't be known. But they don't want you to know who he is because they don't want to answer the difficult questions. And Adam Schiff has now said, that the whistleblower won't be testifying. They don't want him to have to uh, answer questions about coordinating with Schiff's staff or with members who are now on his staff that he coordinated with prior to filing this complaint. They, they don't want you to know that he used to be uh, close with Joe Biden when Biden was vice president and traveled to the Ukraine with Joe Biden They don't want you to know any connections he may have to the Atlantic Council or these other groups that are funded by George Soros and the Burisma Group. They want to do this all behind closed doors, push it out onto the floor of the House, make their Democrats have to vote for it, and send it over to the Senate to be tried right during the middle of an election campaign. Devin Nunes was on Fox talking about this impeachment frenzy 
A lot of things that, that happened last week, but the thing that is most important uh, that people aren't paying attention to, the whistleblower is now gone, right? Nobody wants to hear from the whistleblower. The Democrats don't want to hear from the whistleblower. Well, wait a second. I thought the whistleblower was the person who had the evidence. So that's no longer there. We had Ambassador Volker and we had Ambassador Sondland last week. No evidence there that they were involved in, in, in this supposed conspiracy. So the facts aren't adding up for the Democrats. Right now, they can be on an impeachment high, that I like to call it, because all the mainstream media is just throwing gasoline on this fire. But eventually, the truth comes out. Eventually, the truth will come out. And the question that these Democrats that were elected from uh, districts that uh, voted for Trump in 2016 are going to have to ask themselves is, do I want to sacrifice my political future on this sham of an impeachment run by two of the most despicable humans ever to be elected to the House of Representatives, Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler? Do I want to crater uh, my my uh, future in the House so that we can try to remove Donald Trump? The president's absolutely right. The Democrats, the things they have going for them is they stand united. So it may be that uh, that they they will commit political Harry Carey uh, for Nancy Pelosi. Send it over to the Senate where you'll have uh, the despicable Pierre Delecto himself, Mitt Romney, uh, lead the charge for impeachment. I've got one more clip for you on this impeachment. This is an ad that the Trump campaign, and that is a well-oiled machine, the Trump campaign, ran by a uh, a political novice, this uh Guy's name ex- escapes me. The big, tall guy that is running this data operation uh, starts with a P. Somebody send me an email or a tweet and let me remind me of his name, so I'll uh, have it after the break. Uh, this is an ad, Parcel, Par- Parscell, Brad Parscell, running an absolutely fabulous campaign. This is an ad they put together uh, that uh, really just nails Adam Schiff. I've been very clear over the last uh, year, year and a half, uh, that there is ample evidence of collusion in plain sight. Robert Mueller, the the independent investigator respected by everyone, said there was no collusion. Some of the dossier has been corroborated. The dossier, which really is got a lot of garbage in it, and Mueller found that to be the case. If you're talking about a series of emails, many of which are being classified retroactively, they weren't even classified at the time. The FBI I found that of the 30,000 emails Clinton turned over, 110 emails contained classified information at the time they were sent or received. I say this only seven times, so you better listen good. I want you to make up dirt on my political opponent, understand lots of it. That was you, you putting, I mean, making up dialogue, putting it in the president's mouth. We have not spoken directly with the whistleblower. The New York Times writes, House Intelligence Chairman Adam Schiff received an early account of the accusations against the president before the official whistleblower complaint was filed. (laughs) The president is absolutely right to make Adam Schiff the face, the despicable, loathsome face of this Democrat impeachment coup 
And I think that it's going to play in his favor and the, and the Republicans favor in the upcoming elections. We got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to take a look at who is Pierre Delecto. Say moi. Right after these messages on right now with Jim Dawes. Whether you host a nightly dinner party for two or five, keeping your eating and dining area clean helps keep your mind on the dinner party and not on the cleanup afterwards. Viva paper towels clean like cloth, trapping splatters and sauces that could become countertop stains or stuck on messes. And they're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. For an exceptional cloth-like paper towel, there's Viva. Visit vivatowels.com to soak up the clean feeling of home. So we've all known that Mitt Romney is a coward, that he um, is a uh, disloyal, that he is just a, a political operative, very cynical. But what we didn't know about Mitt Romney is he has an alter ego on Twitter, Pierre Delecto. If you don't know what Pierre Delecto means, think about it. Pierre Delecto is the francophone version of the Anglo Peter Delicious. <laughs> so Mitt Romney, the staunch Mormon, goes on Twitter and has this alternate account under Pierre Delecto. Sounds kind of like a porn star where he is um, he's liking everybody that's uh, bashing the president that he's uh, he's throwing in with the likes of Bill Crystal and uh, and the the gang over there at CNN criticizing the president Pierre Delecto and when they asked him about it he said he responded say moi who me Pierre Delecto that's that's almost as bad as Pete but a gig or Carlos danger. Speaking of old mayor Pete, he's supposed to be climbing in the polls. Now you notice that despite the fact that he's always touting his own military service, he did not come to the defense of Tulsi Gabbard, which tells you that, uh, you know, he is a, uh, a political calculator He's never going to be president. Uh, the, the, the Democrats, a major part of their coalition, are black voters. Black voters are not going to vote for a gay president with a first man in the White House. It's just not going to happen. And the Democrats might not like the reality that blacks are socially conservative and are not about to vote for a gay uh, presidential candidate, but that is the reality. They know it. They won't even put him on the uh, ticket as the vice president because of that. It will, it will cause black voters to stay home in the millions. But we got old Pete. Well, I shouldn't say it. Pierre Delecto out there. He's on Twitter. He's, uh, he's pumping the 25th Amendment to remove the president. He's defending himself. He's liking 
CNN and MSNBC. And uh, the best take I heard on it, which he's always reliable for a good take, is uh, Mike Huckabee on Pierre Delecto. Well, first of all, Mitt Romney bounces back and forth more than a tennis ball at a Venus Williams match. Uh, That's part of it. But the, the latest thing is this incredible revelation that he is, in fact, Pierre Delecto. He's got a secret Twitter account. I find this just really stunning. The man's 72 years old. Having fake Twitter accounts on social media, uh, that's the work of kids, cowards, couch potatoes, and perverts like Carlos Danger. What on earth does a United States senator do calling himself Pierre Delecto? Uh, if he's got something to say, man up and say it. And, and let us all realize that this guy is not a team player. He's still bitter because Donald Trump got elected and he didn't. He needs to get over it. He needs to realize that the choice in this country is a choice between socialism and the very capitalism that he so celebrated and that made him so incredibly uber wealthy. Ultra capitalism. And he needs to start embracing that that's the binary choice we face in this nation between Donald Trump and whoever is on that stage uh, for the Democrats. The voters in Utah ought to, and I believe that Utah is, the people out there are good people, but they must be the most gullible uh, or uninformed voters in the country to have sent Mitt Romney to represent them in Congress. They ought to ha- hang their heads in shame. Beto O'Rourke uh, went on with Al Sharpton. <laughs> Let me tell you, if you are a candidate uh, for any office and you're going on Al Sharpton's show, you uh, you don't deserve to be elected. But he went on there and he... he uh, he said that Donald Trump is the master of the big lie. Joseph Goebbels, big lie. Tell a big lie often, and the people will come to believe it. And in this clip, after accusing Trump of being uh, trafficking in the big lie, Beto O'Rourke goes on to traffic in numerous big lies. Did I hear you correctly say that perhaps he was influenced by Gurgle and... Gurgle... <laughs> Sharpton said, did I hear you correctly that he was influenced by Gurgle? Did I hear you correctly say that perhaps he was influenced by Gurgle and <laughs> the Third Reich uh, in terms of uh, uh, telling oh, a big oh. lie? I just want to make sure that's what I heard you say. That's right. Th- th- there is so much that is resonant of the Third Reich in this administration, whether it is attempting... <laughs> you know, the first thing uh, the, big, uh, the, the Third Reich did was confiscate uh, the German people's weapons. That's exactly what Beto O'Rourke is advocating. To ban all people of one religion and saying that Muslims are... He never proposed a ban on all people of one religion. He banned. He proposed a ban on countries that had uh, uh, high incidences of uh, terrorists that were hotbeds of terrorism and that did not have the proper measures in place to allow us to be able to screen people from those countries. So there's a big lie. 
are somehow inherently dangerous or def defective or disqualified. Uh, outside of Nazi Germany, it's hard for me to find another modern democracy that had the audacity to, to say something like this. And then this, this idea from Goebbels and Hitler that the bigger the lie and the more often you repeat it, the more likely people are to believe it. Um, that, that is uh, Donald Trump to a T. Um, the things that he says about immigrants committing crimes, being rapists, um, being predators and animals. He wasn't talking about all immigrants, obviously. He was talking about if you don't have control over your borders to be able to screen who comes into this country, that you are going to get a lot of criminal types. And uh, the rise of MS-13 as a direct result of us not having control of our border, the most vicious gang in this country, numbering in the hundreds of thousands of now that commit murders and, and, um, and deal drugs. But the whole idea of having a border is so that you can keep bad elements out. Right now, Beto O'Rourke is a big advocate for tearing down the wall and just letting anybody in and paying for their health insurance seeking to dehumanize them. That's how we get them in cages. That's how we lost the lives of seven children. There's another big lie. They're not in cages. Those, those uh, holding pens were built by Barack Obama in the Obama administration. And anytime any American is arrested, they are separated from their children. There's another big lie Obeto is telling in our custody and care, uh, talking about African-American women duly elected by their constituents as somehow being less than American and telling them to go back to their own country. He was talking about somebody that came from Somalia and immediately took up the Marxist cause, the same ideology that destroyed Somalia. And uh, I think the majority of uh, Americans do wish she would go back there. If she wants to be a Marxist, let her go be a Marxist in Somalia. Are calling white supremacists and neo-Nazis and Klansmen very fine people. The There's the big lie, the big, big lie. Donald Trump called neo-Nazis um, and, and uh, Klansmen very fine people. All you have to do is go on the Internet and listen to the clip. He specifically condemns them and then talks about the historical preservationists and the people that wanted to remove those statues, the historical revisionists, that some of them were very fine people. So right there. Beto is projecting. He is, in fact, trafficking in the same big lie that Joseph Goebbels did while at the same time accusing Donald Trump of doing that. Country or calling white supremacists and neo-Nazis and Klansmen very fine people. The signal that he is sending is being picked up by Americans who are willing to work on that hatred and racism. And Reverend Sharpton, we saw it brought home to us in El Paso on August 3rd when someone repeating the president's own words in his manifesto opened fire on people in El Paso, Texas. There's another big lie. If you read the manifesto from the El Paso shooter, you will find out that he was um, a socialist who was um, mouthing the same talking points as Bernie Sanders, a, a radical environmentalist like the, uh, like the Democrats. Yes, he wanted the border secure, but just because you want the border secure doesn't mean that you're a Nazi or a Klansman. So there you have Beto O'Rourke trafficking in the big lie while accusing Donald Trump of trafficking in the big lie. Pretty amazing.
Well, we're running out of time. I'm going to have to cover the health care issue and uh, how much exactly it is going to cost us and the whole issue with Megyn Kelly coming back to Fox News on tomorrow's show. But I do want to talk about the the situation up in the Great White North. I don't want to take any of the uh, the thunder away from the upcoming America show. But it looks like uh, Trudeau is still going to be uh, prime minister in Canada. He's going to lead a minority government. He didn't get a majority of the vote, but it looks like he did get a large enough of the minority that he will head in uh, back into the government. And, you know, this is after Barack Obama endorsed him. Barack Obama has not yet endorsed Joe Biden and may not ever endorse Joe Biden, but he did endorse uh, Trudeau, even though Trudeau was uh, demonstrated to have repeatedly donned blackface, not in the last century, but uh, since 2000, I think it was 2003, 2005, somewhere in there. So much for interfering in other nations' elections. That's okay now because Obama did it. He also interfered in Israel's election when he funded Netanyahu's appointment and, of course, interfered in the elections over in Ukraine when he overturned that government. But uh, congratulations, you Canadians. You're going to get put up with another, what, four years of this this far leftist virtue-signaling hypocrite, Justin Trudeau embarrassing you on the world stage well we'll get to the Megyn Kelly story and the uh, the Medicare for all hoax on tomorrow's show I hope you'll come back and join us then right here on right now with Jim Dawes we'll talk to you then when the weather outside is frightful the Hyundai Santa Fe is hmm, what's the word delightful because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Ziplining across a vast valley. Roasting s'mores beside the lake. Whitewater rafting. Relaxing beside an ocean view pool. Well, trying to at least. There are lots of great things to dream about doing in South Carolina. So when you're ready to visit, South Carolina is ready to make those dreams a reality. From a classic road trip to a relaxing weekend getaway, South Carolina is open for discovery. Start planning today at discoversouthcarolina.com.